Hey everybody, just wanted to take a few seconds of your time before the podcast starts. Just wanted to let you know about a passion project of mine for the last three years called Hustle Focused Energy. It's a powdered drink mix intended to help you focus and accomplish your goals. Super excited to bring this to market. Go check it out, hustletheday.com. And thank you so much for listening. On this episode of the Hustle of the Day podcast, I'm super honored to have my good friend Tommy Woot on the show. Tommy talks about working a nine to five, but also setting up plans to escape that nine to five. He has started an apparel company as well as has a successful Amazon FBA business. Lots of great info. Let's jump into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. Super excited, honored to have my good friend here, Tommy Ratsapasset, but he is more commonly known as Woot. Why don't you jump in here and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, thanks, Trent. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. So yeah, Trent and I, man, I've, it's been long overdue, but uh, you and I have not sat down and talked about this, but um, we've always shared the same vision and and uh, share the same goals. And I'm excited to be here and, and kind of talk about my journey through uh, what I'm doing and, and kind of how I jumped into e-commerce and how it's changing my life a little bit. So um, it's ultimately the goal that I have set to, to kind of leave uh, my nine to five eventually, you know, setting a, kind of a, a little bit of a milestones along the way and seeing how we can escape that nine to five eventually. But yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we definitely have a lot of the same aspirations. Uh, you know, goals are a little bit different. You like Lamborghinis, I like McLarens, you know, those, those little differences. But you know what, we, we can get around that. You mentioned that you are currently working a nine to five and then you plan to leave that. And you've got a couple of things in the pipeline, the things that you're working on. What has been your main focus as of right now? Uh, right now, you know, the nine to five is is really just something to help fuel the, uh, the side hustles, right? It's always been for me, uh, it's, it's been great to have, uh, something and source of income to really, uh, feed the fire, if you will. Cause, um, instead of using that money to spend on things that I want, um, I'm actually putting it in other things that hopefully those things will then pay off to pay for things that I want. So it sounds cliche, but it's just one of those things that a lot of people, um, have a hard time understanding is, is, using that money to leverage um, something else that will build you a bigger empire. Yeah. Sacrificing now, getting the reward later rather than, you know, rewarding yourself now with something small like parachutes or something, you know, it's, it's, it's delaying that gratification, but it's also building that your future at the same time. That's right. So, so right now you're, one of the avenues that you've been exploring and dabbling with is Amazon FBA, which is, you know, a hot topic. A lot of people are interested in it because they see it as kind of a get rich quick scheme. And honestly, I get ads all the time that allude to that. They're like, Oh, if you have $10,000 in the bank, you need to be on Amazon and whatever. But 
tell me about your journey. First of all, we can go back a little bit more towards the e-com side, working up to where you were at uh, with Amazon FBA. Sure. So, you know, I've, I've always been interested in e-commerce um, growing up. I remember whenever I needed extra cash, I would sell stuff on the classifieds or, or I'd hop online and, and sell it on eBay at the time. It was, it was easy to just find something in the garage and, and throw it up on eBay. And for some reason there was a lot of traffic and people would, would buy it, you know, I'd pack it and ship it myself. And then it kind of got to the point where, um, you know, it was, it wasn't generating a ton of money. It was just something fun on the side. And, um, you know, I started exploring different things just like everybody else does. You know, you, you start seeing people making money online and you're curious of what they're doing. So I did just what everyone else does. And I started Googling how to make money online, uh, jumped on a bunch of YouTube channels, um, you know, and invited myself into a bunch of sales funnels, which <laughs> you mentioned uh, will follow you through every social media channel that you have. Once you click on one thing and, and you know, those sales funnels, they, they'll get you, but they do a good job. You know, it, it definitely got me interested in how I could make money online. So I, I tried it all, man. I tried, um, I, I don't even know if, if I even told you some of this stuff, but I tried um, eBay drop shipping where I would, I would list things from uh, retailers online. And then uh, once somebody would purchase it, I would purchase it from the retailer and drop ship it from there. It was a lot of work. It wasn't as passive as it was promised. I bought a course for that. Um, so, you know, it was one of those things where they sell you on the dream, the Lamborghinis, the, the huge mansions. Uh, it was a lot of work. I was spending about 10 hours a day just, um, you know, just throughout the day whenever I got a moment to ship orders and handle returns. Uh, so then after that, you know, I kind of jumped into, okay, well, what else can I do? I looked into uh, Amazon, which happens to be, you know, everybody knows Amazon's one of the biggest search engines next to Google or YouTube. People will, will use Amazon just to find, you know, whatever and whatever, you know, it's one of the biggest e-com sites right now. People are buying everything off Amazon. So there's a few different models of Amazon. Um, the cheapest entry is retail arbitrage, where you basically go and buy clearance items for department stores. You send it into Amazon and they'll you know, they'll ship it out when somebody purchases it. The margins are really low. You know, you'll buy a product for $10. You'll make $2, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I jumped into that. I also jumped into something called uh, affiliate marketing through Amazon where I built an affiliate site um, that was geared towards camera equipment. Um, I don't think I told you about this one, but it, it was called Osnap Smart. Um, my main focus was on drones and also different camera lenses and camera accessories. So basically how that one worked was you would build a website and you would drop an affiliate link um, for any, any product. I would write blogs on drones and different lenses you could use for shooting concerts or going out to sporting events, make recommendations. You know, and you'll see them all the time where you see websites that say 10 of the best lenses for shooting sports. Um, any of those links that you click, They'll take you to a website like Amazon. That person gets a commission off the sale. That was very slow moving. Um, you know, and then I landed, on, um, I landed on something I thought was really special for me was starting a, a apparel shop through Shopify. Um, so I'm actually wearing one of my shirts now. And uh, just a shameless plug, steadybroke.com. A lot of people, uh, if you go to the website, you'll start to see kind of my journey of uh, a lot of people don't know that, but I mean, I wasn't necessarily broke at the time, but I've always had kind of the broke mentality because that's the only way that I can see myself getting rich is not never changing the mindset of, of the way that I spend. So um, you'll see shirts from uh, when I worked uh, at a coffee shop. I have a shirt there from 
you know, one of the designs is on there as well. You'll see a Torsic shirt when I was on the road. Um, but it kind of tells my story and, and you'll start to see that, that clothing line shift now into more of an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to release more, more apparel that's going to be coming out soon. That's going to be talking about more of my journey into this e-com space. But um, to head back to your FBA question, um, it was another one of those things where I jumped on and, and it caught me on Facebook, make money quick, make money quick online. So, you know, I started researching a little more and, you know, I wanted the Lamborghinis. I wanted the big house. I mean, I'm a car guy. I want a nice car. Um, you know, and at the time I, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people making money in California. So my girlfriend and I used to travel to California all the time. Um, we're living here now, but we were living in Utah and we would travel to Orange County all the time. And I, I remember vaguely one time I was at a shopping shopping mall. There was a Lamborghini there. The license plate said Ecom King. I took a picture of it on my phone. Small, so, uh, small world situation here. I never found out who it was ever. Never found out. But I, I thought Ecom King. You know, what is Ecom? So I was like, Ecom is e-commerce, right? So what can I do to get this Lamborghini? This guy's an e-com king. So I thought to myself, this is one of those guys that pops up on my Facebook that has a Lamborghini. Um, sure enough, I, I jumped into FBA and the business model made sense to me. Um, I jumped in and it took about two years to really get on its feet. Uh, I took two courses and I'm still learning every single day. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that, um, I'm starting to see now that it is not a get rich quick. And a lot of people don't understand that uh, with this business, um, you do have to run it as a business and not every business grows overnight. And Amazon FBA is definitely one of those. And um, I start to think back at any of those other businesses that I tried that I, that I talked to you about, any of those would have worked. It's just, I didn't, I didn't really focus in on them and I didn't give them my all because I, I have seen a lot of people become really successful in those. But I also, at that time, was kind of, you know, I was, I was chasing the, uh, the shiny object syndrome. You know, I'd, I'd see one thing. And then as I was doing that, I'd say, oh, this person's actually, oh, yeah, let's go over there. So I jumped from affiliate marketing to retail arbitrage to eBay dropshipping to, you know. And then I finally found that FBA was, was something for me that um, – you know, it, it used a lot of my skills where I wanted to personalize a product. You know, you private label product and you sell it on Amazon. Amazon has a lot of great traffic, um, but you, you deal with a lot of things. It is an actual business. You deal with importing items. You deal with lead times. People think, you know, you put a few items in Amazon store and within f three or four months, you're making six figures. You're making seven figures. Um, I'll tell you right now, a lot of sellers that will not tell you this, um, myself included, a lot of people have not paid themselves in about a year or two because they are using that money to scale. And even the stores that are making, you know, three or four million revenue, um, they're not using that money because of the lead times, the money that Amazon holds back. Um, there's just a lot of costs that go into it. It, it, it does pay off. The ultimate goal that a lot of people don't talk about is building a brand from Amazon and then ultimately selling that brand because you can sell that brand more than what you're actually making. For example, if I'm building a brand now that's been taking me about a year and a half, if I'm keeping track of the books and the, the trajectory of sales, uh, we, could, we could potentially sell that brand 
and the products for that brand for, you know, a couple million dollars and walk away with that, use that money to start a different store. So that's, uh, that's kind of, kind of the spill on, on, on that. But, you know, I, I always like to tell people don't get stuck in the trap of thinking it's something quick because, um, just like any business, you know, it's, it takes time and you, you got to put everything you have into it. Uh, unfortunately with this business too, you're working with people overseas. And so there's nights where I'm up till 4am and then I have to go back to my nine to five at eight. So it's, uh, definitely a hustle and a grind. Yeah. Now I did not realize the affiliate links that you were doing for the camera equipment. That was not something I realized you were doing, which you should have told me because I had websites you could have put stuff on, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I appreciate, you know, going in depth on all those things because it really is a process and you did acknowledge that if you would have stuck with any of those things, it could have worked. And that's what a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs do. They want to find that thing. And if it doesn't work immediately, well, let's move to the next one. The shiny ob- object syndrome. I'm guilty of it. And I appreciate that you you can recognize that now, but I do believe that there is a lot of growth opportunity in Amazon FBA, specifically, like you said, around building a brand um, and then you know exiting that brand. But this process has taken you a long time. I've seen you dive into this, and it's not just take a course and you are knowledgeable on it. There were things that you had no idea what to do and you just went for it. Like product photography, like that was something that there's not a ton of information out there and you went headfirst into it. And I, I mean, like you, we've hung out a few times where it's like, Oh, let's listen to this podcast about FBA. What, oh, did you know this about FBA? Oh, I'm working on this with FBA. And it's like, you are obsessed and that's exactly what you need to be to really take it to the next level because a lot of people just get interested in it and not obsessed with it or passionate about it. I agree. I mean, uh, it's one of the things that I recognized early on is not to be obsessed with the money. It's to be be obsessed with what I'm doing. Um, the, the model of the business, you know, really focusing in on, on every single piece of the business. And like you said, I obsessed over the nerdiest things, you know, Google trends, looking at um, keyword research. There's a lot of things that go into Amazon, although there's a lot of traffic, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of black, black hat um, tactics that people are, um, there's a lot of review manipulation that's happening. Amazon can't catch everything. They have billions of products, billions of sellers, you know, and it, it's, it's incredible because every year they're, they're adding, you know, 2 million more sellers and, and the numbers are coming out crazy. But the one thing to remember is any, any, any business you get into is going to be competitive. There's going to be saturated. Everybody, when I was getting into FBA was saying, don't get into it. It's saturated. A lot of those people don't want you to get into it because they're thriving and they're, they're afraid that you might be nipping on their toes a little bit. But um, it's just like, you know, I always think about this way. I don't know where I heard this from, but it's, it's like uh, it's like McDonald's, right? McDonald's sells a burger, but it's not the best burger you've ever had. You know, you go to In-N-Out, some people don't like that burger. 
they want an Apollo burger, you know, or they want Burger King or Carl's Jr. Everybody has the same business model, but someone's they're they're differentiating enough to make their business successful. None of them have gone out of business because they have their core groups of people, their fan base, you know, their customer base that that will always be loyal to their company. And I feel like Amazon products as well, a lot of people will think, you know, getting into selling online, it is saturated. It is, you know, you, you do have to think a lot harder than you did back in 2006 or 2008. There's a lot of people that started early on that are just, that were just cruising through it. And it was easy to throw on, you know, like barbecue gloves or a garlic press. And those are the, those are the cliche ones that they all, all the gurus talk about. Um, the garlic press took off a guy, he, he made a million dollars in, in four months off of a garlic press, you know, and that's a profit. So it's, it's, uh, it's insane to see, you know, you, you can't, you can't, you got to think about it a little bit too, but there's software tools that help you along the way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be working for one of the software tools that, uh, that helps, you know, Amazon sellers like myself. So I'm able to utilize, you know, the people that I surround myself with, uh, we're all, we're all Amazon sellers and we're all hyped about the tool that, that we're using. And so, um, that's my nine to five is I work for a software company that supports Amazon sellers. And so it's uh, it's really cool to be, to be kind of like clocking into work, but also using that to leverage my personal business on the side. So it's not really a nine to five for me because I'm learning a lot to, to help grow my own business. But I mean, yeah, like I said, a lot of these, a lot of these things, you just got to differentiate. I mean, there's a lot of competition out there and, you know, jumping into anything that you're trying to sell is you got to really, you got to really stand out. You got to make your brand be, be reputable of some type and people got to recognize it and, and be proud to wear it or, or be loyal. Yeah. And you know what? The the great thing is, I, it just kind of came to me, you know, we've talked about, you know, your nine to five and how it supports your side hustle. It's really kind of like an apprenticeship. Like you're, you're getting a peek behind the scenes and how to make your business more efficient while getting paid to do it, which is awesome. Like it's, it's like being a photographer's assistant and your goal is to be a photographer. Like this is ideal for you, but you mentioned also the black hat techniques and that's something that's been kind of a hot topic lately is the review manipulation, the, you know, people using other, other means to try and get reviews. And can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So when you're selling on Amazon specifically, um, that's the only one I can really speak of. Um, but with Amazon, the, there's a big problem going on right now, uh, where people hijack your ads and Amazon has no control over this. Unfortunately, I don't know why they don't, but you could wake up the next morning and all your pictures could be taken down with new pictures of something else. And someone can come in and, and change your title and, and take away your market. And they take away what's the buy box, which is, uh, you know, the thing that says buy it now, you can throw it in your cart. Uh, if somebody jumps onto your listing, uh, you actually lose that buy box. And now you're having to, people are having to bid uh, to buy your product. So um, there's tools that, that, you know, that help you. But the biggest thing here is to, is to get branded and trademarked immediately with your brand. And Amazon likes to take care of brands and, and trademarked companies. And so if you get brand registered, um, they do have a program that helps you. They'll, you, they'll help you send out a cease and desist and, um, and try to take care of that. They usually don't take anything down for about 48 hours. I haven't experienced it myself, knock on wood. I'm still, 
I'm, I mean, a lot of a lot of sellers have gone through this without without having any hijackers. Um, some people have sold for three weeks and have hijackers, and some people have uh, you know have been selling for four years and have never had hijackers. And so it 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 comes and goes. I I pick the I pick the market where it's not necessarily um, where people are kind of leeching off other people's ads. For example, I'll just give you a quick one. Uh, like I, any iPhone products or Apple products, um, those are huge because if you look at any Apple products or, or not Apple specific, app, not Apple specifics, but you know, uh, you know, you know, I'm talking about cell phone cases and things. People will jump onto those because there's hundreds of thousands of people an hour that are buying iPhone cases. And, uh, there's, there's companies in, in China or overseas that'll, that'll jump onto a listing. They'll go ahead and change that listing. I don't know how they get access to it. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a hijacker myself, but they, um, they somehow get access to it. They'll leech onto your ad and then, um, it'll pull your ranking down and you just lost, uh, you'll, you'll see it too. A lot of people will mention they'll, they'll go from a ton of sales a day and then they'll just dip dramatically. And that's when, you know, you've really got to check your ads out, but that's one of the, the things that the, that they're doing, you know, to kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of leech onto your ads and it's, it's rough out there. I mean, like you mentioned, review manipulation is a big one. Amazon's catching onto that. I saw that, um, they've released a few articles in the past two weeks that they're going through and seeing, you know, a lot of people are doing, uh, sometimes people run into ads on Facebook that say, Hey, we're giving away free products in return with a review. Those are new Amazon sellers that are basically using social media as, as a way to manipulate their reviews. Cause the more reviews you have, the more sales you'll make because uh, Amazon will boost you to the top. So otherwise you'll be spending a lot of money on, on advertising. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. <clears throat> now you've had an interesting experience launching your product just for the timing of it all. I mean, with, you know, products coming out of China, there's always the seasonal Chinese new year where everything shuts down. And this year in particular, as everybody's aware, there was, more to that story. Can you talk a little bit about getting that product uh, delivered? Yeah. I mean, the whole process of getting a product is interesting because you got to order a sample and that takes, they, they love for you to get samples. So they'll overnight that guy over to you <laughs> real quick. Uh, it's not cheap, but, uh, but then getting, getting everything in productions, you know, some, some items like my item for, for example, was about 30 to 35 days lead time for production. Um, I, I started, uh, really wanting to get into purchasing my product during what I forgot was Chinese new year. Um, they celebrate it for like two and a half weeks, almost a month. Um, they don't work. So I was like, okay, well I got my sample right before the factories that shut down for vacation. And then by the time I was ready to order and I, and I was making changes to the product, uh, my supplier said, Hey, uh, we're having to leave for a little bit because of, uh, of, you know, the pandemic. I said, okay, <laughs> so now we're, we're at a standstill. Um, and, and I had this timeline all marked out, you know, lead time, X, Y, Z, 30 to 35 days, shipping time, uh, air freight, or, you know, if I'm going to go by sea, uh, well, it's, it, it messed up everything. Cause I ran numbers for, uh, for landed cost, which, you know, which is the, the cost of the product and shipping together. Um, I was going to slow boat it on a boat 
I said that was a great idea. Now the shipping times are are now almost two times longer because of um, going through the border because of the pandemic. Uh, people were out of the factory. Uh, also, I thought about okay, well, if they get back into production, can I send this through air? Well, the air shipping was now almost triple the price, higher than anyone's ever seen it before. Um, because the airlines were also having issues going back and forth. So I just had to be really patient with it. Um, I kept communicating with my supplier. She's really good at uh, communication. We've, we've had a lot of, um, uh, you know, texts and stuff through a bunch of apps and, and she let me know when everybody was kind of come back in and we were able to get everything ironed out, but I was about probably three or four months behind on my launch. And um, yeah, it was, it was rough, but you know, we didn't know that everything was going to shut down. It was my bad anyway for the, for the, the holiday that they were taking. But after that, I mean, in March started and then by mid March, everybody was out of business uh, for, you know, the unforeseeable future. And then they came back about a month later, but yeah, like I said, it was about two or three months behind delayed on, on everything that I had planned. So by that time, what the hurdle that I had to jump was the competition that I was going up against. I only had two or three competitors, but, uh, when I, when they, at that time, when I was in production, um, the highest competitor only had 17 reviews. Um, by the time my product got into the Amazon warehouse to get scanned in, they were at 97. Uh, by the time that I was going for sale, they were at 200 and they were Amazon's bestseller. So, uh, had I been into the warehouse the same time they got in there and we were competing against each other when they had double digit reviews, uh, I wouldn't have spent so much on ad costs, but that's just one of the things you have to swallow. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, your first product, you, you will have to advertise heavily on Amazon and other social media channels. So one thing that people don't take account is the advertising costs. So, um, luckily a lot of people will tell you, you'll break even the first, uh, your first shipment. And then, um, you'll start seeing returns uh, from then on. And we, we broke a little bit over even. So I came out a few hundred dollars up, which is, which is a win. <laughs> yeah, You'll take that. I mean, I'll that, take that. That's, that's awesome. And <clears throat> you know what? It's crazy how the timing all worked out for you because yes, you did want to get in earlier, but you know, just knowing your story a little bit, there was a time where Amazon wasn't accepting any shipments. Like they weren't going to take anything in the warehouse. And then they opened it up for a small amount of units, basically right as your unit showed up. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. There was limitations because uh, even our Amazon warehouses here, well, we, we, we didn't have many employees working, so they were operating with half staff or so. So uh, for example, if they would let you send in, you know, 500 units, uh, they were limiting new sellers and, and other sellers, depending on how, how well your product was selling. Uh, you were limited to a certain amount into the warehouse. And so, uh, I think my limit was at the time 200. Um, my first shipment was 240. That was to test the market. And I was able to get that in. And, and then now they've also set in some new limitations. Um, I'm able to pass that too, because the product gets so well, the first round, um, they said, okay, this guy can send more units. And so we're clear cool. there. <laughs> that's good. And you're getting restocked here soon, which is great. And that's the crazy thing about, you know, launching it, you spent all this time, all this effort and 
you know what, it's one of those things where people get this doubt in their mind of, oh, is it going to sell? And you managed to sell out quicker than you were anticipating, which is not a bad problem to have. It is a problem, but not a bad problem to have. It, it is a, it's good and bad. Mostly, mostly a good problem to have. Uh, a lot of people will jump in with the wrong product or, or pick a saturated niche and, and have a hard time selling the stock. So Amazon does charge you for storage fees uh, if, you're, if your product doesn't move fast enough because they don't want to be a warehouse. They want to be a fulfillment center. So um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was really fortunate to have picked a good product. Um, there was a lot of products that I thought about going for uh, that I just I didn't have a good feeling about. And uh, this one, I had no doubt about it. Uh, checked all the, the boxes. I have criteria that I like to check. And um, yeah, I mean, using the software tools, it, it helped a lot. So I was able to look at market trends and, and see that if that it was going to sell. So, I mean, the bad, the bad part of that part is uh, the longer that I'm out of stock, the, the more the Amazon pushes my rank down. But uh, we'll just do a soft launch when the new shipment comes in. And I, I ordered enough to hopefully get through Q4 here. I mean, we're in the thousands now and I started out, I mean, just to give you an idea, I started 240 just to launch and uh, ordered, ordered about almost 16 to 1700 units coming in. So it's growing quickly. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. And if you ended up up on the first one, uh, rather than break even, that's a positive trend. And, um, you know, we've talked before about, you know, what you could even potentially adjust the pricing on it, get better margins, just in the fact that the product was selling so well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, that's another thing to chase too is, is Q4 is going to be really fun. Um, a lot of people are buying a lot of gifts and people are saying uh, projected, you know, just the past few years, they've, they've seen forecasted four times the sales. And so a lot of people are cranking up the prices and because it's uh, one of those things where people will impulsively buy, you know, we can, we can make some more money here and just add a little bit more to the mar- profit margin. Yeah. And then, like you said, you're just going to reinvest that. You're not planning to, you know, go splurge on something, which is the right mindset to have because, honestly, you that's the way you build an empire rather than build a business. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ultimately, what I want to do with, with the FBA business um, is I want to start expanding and getting more products into the store. Uh, it is hard to get products in the store. A lot of people will just... You know, they'll have a rich uncle or something that'll help them get, you know, four or five products straight into the store. The problem is one product will do really well and then you're losing money on the few other products. And so I wanted to test this product. It's doing really well. Um, and then I'll start moving forward with a, with a second product where this one is just going to be just restocking and, and uh, have, I can pull the, the sponsors off it and then just as soon as they can all autopilot and I can just restock them. And that's, that's the ultimate goal is to get four to five uh, products and that'll be good cash flow for me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. And then, you know, what are the plans um, after you get the product to that point, get four or five products in the store? What, where do you plan to take your e-commerce adventure? Uh, You know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, you know, people, really want to sell their brand and their business. I, I want to build the brand out, maybe um, diversify a little bit because Amazon, this Amazon train is not going to last forever. Um, I don't think so. I mean, brands and, and e-com last forever, but it's finding the next platform and, and really expanding externally. 
um, I'll probably be moving things out to, you know, like a Shopify website or, or building, building an external site and uh, expanding the brand on social media and, and just taking the brand to the next step. But ultimately I want to use this money collectively later and, and get into uh, investing into real estate properties. And that's, that's the biggest goal for me. So um, my, my goal has always been just the roadmap for myself is my nine to five job will fuel FBA. FBA will fuel real estate and then eventually real estate uh, cash flow will start to, to slowly chip away and I can start using the money between FBA and the real estate properties to, uh, to leave my nine to five and then focus on um, just restocking FBA and looking for more properties. Yeah, that's awesome. So a lot of the people that I talk to have either recently exited their nine to five or, you know, I've talked to some people that, you know, left 20 years ago. I love being able to talk to somebody who's currently, you know, working the nine to five that has the plan laid out and you've just knowing you personally, I know you've got this plan really well nailed down. You're not going to, you know, make any impulsive move. I'm definitely more of an impulsive person. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> when I get an idea, it's like, all right, I'm out. Forget this nine to five thing. But, uh, you know what, you're, you're going about the smart way, which is awesome. You're going to build that, you know, I keep coming back to it, build that empire basically where uh, you can have that, that lifestyle that you want, but you want, know, you can do it, build it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'll continue to build the empire until uh, a good deal on a Lamborghini comes by. Then, uh, <laughs> no, no, really though. But uh, I, I've always been stuck in the uh, the Robert Kiyosaki mindset of uh, I, I love Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's one of my favorite books. It kind of got me started on everything. And um, if if anyone hasn't read that one, I'm sure a lot of people have. But Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki just kind of kind of shifts your mindset into thinking. Um, you know, instead of uh, when you you know, I've always had this in my mind too, instead of seeing something like a Lamborghini or a huge mansion or something and, and saying, you know, I can, I can never afford that. You know, it's, it's shifting your mindset to think, how can I afford that? You know, cause if you say, you know, you've, a lot of people have heard this before, but if you, if you say you can't afford it, it closes your mind. And, and if, if you start to say, okay, well, how can I afford it? That opens your mind and your creativity on, on getting, getting whatever goals that you have in mind. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a mindset shift and you know what it's something i'm a big proponent of is the mindset shift because i like you said also of opening your idea to opening your mind to that possibility i mean if you set your goal to be you know i want to be able to afford a honda civic uh great vehicle yeah it does the job but if you set your mindset on the lamborghini you're going to change how it is to get there. Now you have to have a $200,000 goal versus a $20,000 goal. So that changes everything in how you're going to think about things. It's okay. How am I going to get to $200,000 instead of $20,000? And you know, it can accelerate that growth to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the biggest things uh, that I learned actually, um, uh, when I was going through with affiliate marketing was uh, how much would it take me to make a million dollars a year? And a million dollars seems like a lot of money, 
And a, a lot of money, I mean, e- even 150000 for some people is a lot of money or a quarter million dollars is a lot of money. But if you break it down, um, you know, how much is a million dollars a day, if you were to make it a day, right? Um, so let me see here. So if you were to break it down, right, how much would you need to make a day to make a million dollars? It's actually not as much as you think. It's about $2,700, you know? And so now you it's just digestible. start to think it's that number is more reasonable for you to look at than a million dollars. So how can you sell a service or a product to make $2,000 today? You know, and if your goal is to make, you know, $150,000, how can you make, how, you know, how can you make two or $300 today? You know, and that's uh, a lot of people don't break it down like that. And it's hard to see the big picture, but if you just take it a day at a time, like for myself, you know, looking at products, when I look at products on Amazon to sell, I break down the profit margin. I think how many units can I sell a day and how much am I going to end up profit a day? Because a lot of the the screenshots shots that you see online from a lot of these gurus that are trying to sell you a course, which um, it, it has been proven. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the source, but you know, I don't, I don't want to butcher it, but, uh, a lot of the, the Amazon gurus that, that you see online have made more money on their courses than they do actually have sold on Amazon. A lot of them maybe sold for two months, uh, proof the concept. And then they, they went out to talk and taught people, which is a great, is a great thing to do. If you prove a concept and you become a professional in something, it's great to share, you know, your, your secrets and, and everything. But, um, the, the big problem is they sell you on a dream and not not necessarily the business. And so, um, but yeah, that's what really, you know, you break it down and you think, how much can I make from this product to make this much money? Right. So if I'm trying to make 250,000, you know, how much can, you know, how much do I need to make a day and how many products do I need to make or sell? And so I've, I've put in my mind, my goals would be, you know, I need to sell, for example, 15 or 20 of these products a day. If I don't sell 15 or 20 today, Maybe tomorrow I'll sell 15 or 20 and we'll even out. But that's the way that I've kind of digested, you know, the money and, and uh, how I'm going to escape, <laughs> if you will, and, and reach my goals is, is uh, really breaking down everything into numbers that are a lot smaller and easy to, like you said, to digest. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've had conversations where, you know, there's a Amazon seller that we're both familiar with and it's very obvious that they made their money through the courses. They did they did legitimately prove the concept and whatnot, but that's where they came up with their income is through the courses. And that's the way a lot of people are doing things nowadays. And um honestly, I've talked to you about doing courses because you did do the research for things like yeah. the product photos and just those little things that they don't really necessarily teach the the shipping aspect of it. You know what? It's it's all about identifying the product and go. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of these courses, like I told you, I took two courses, and um, they don't really go in depth. They'll tell you at really high level what you have to do. Okay, you need to ship your product in Amazon, but how? How do I ship it? You know, when you open up Seller Central on Amazon, it's really confusing. Where do you put the weights? Where do you put the dimensions? You know, where do you 
you know, how do you, how do you decide what to give your supplier to put on the outside of the box for your Amazon to scan? There's all these little nitty gritty things, especially like you were talking about with product photography. There's a psychology behind the photography that goes into your, your listing. You know, your first listing should be just the product alone. The second listing should be, um, should be dimensions, you know, dimensions and, and will this fit? You know, like people, you know, as consumers, we look at the first product, we say, okay, this is a phone. The second, the second photo is, okay, will this phone fit in my pocket or will it fit, you know, uh, you know, with this phone case that I have or whatever. And then you're looking at the last few photos as lifestyle images and the benefits that could give you. So, um, next time you go to Amazon, you know, people will start to see now that there is a psychology behind the type of photos that are being taken and also the order that they're being put on Amazon. First picture is the product. Second picture is dimensions. Third picture is like lifestyle photos. You know, the fourth and fifth are more um, social proof and benefits and, um, you know, what you can benefit from using this product or whatever. And that's where they kind of, they leave you with the sales there at the end. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, as you're saying this, it's going through my head of like, oh, how is my, how are my product photos? And <laughs> it's like, yeah, we need to talk after this. Cause it's, I, I, yeah, I'm, it's, it's got me thinking. <laughs> no, your product photos are good, man. Look, they're so good. I have two of them. <laughs> no, your product, your product photos are awesome. You know, I, uh, I love, I love the photos that I've seen, especially the one in the camera case or whatever, or in the camera bag. That's great. So yeah. shout out to the photographer on that one. <laughs> Well, we've talked a lot about, you know, some of the questions I typically ask, you know, some of those, those failures, some of those challenges you never expected, but since it is the hustle of the day podcast, I've got to ask you, what is your personal definition of the word hustle? Oh man. To me, uh, personally for myself is to hustle means, you know, is really picking a goal and focusing on one single thing and, and putting your, all your eggs in one basket. Um, like I said, you know, any of those other businesses that I mentioned that I tried before, you know, I got into shiny object syndrome, they would have all worked. I didn't hustle hard enough. I didn't, I didn't give it my all. I didn't uh, put all my eggs in one basket, if you will. People have, people are successful in every business. Every business is successful. There's not a golden ticket for, for any business, you know, and there's going to be struggles along the way. And I think that uh, to hustle is, is to really pick a product or not a product, pick a business model, uh, pick something that you're passionate about and really give it your all, you know, you, to hustle is, is just being obsessed with the idea of the business, being obsessed with what you're trying to do and, uh, and just be obsessed with accomplishing your goal, you know, basically. And I, I have this acronym that I wanted to share with you that I haven't yet. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's FOCUS, F-O-C-U-S, and it's uh, follow one course until successful. Um, and that's, uh, it's one of the strongest, uh, I don't know where I found this from, actually. It, I think it was off like an Instagram post, but I've, I've written it everywhere. And it's, uh, yeah, follow one course until successful, and that's just FOCUS. And uh, that's what it means, I think, you know, especially with now you have hustle focus energy, which it focus goes right along with hustle. Um, you know, you follow that one course, you put all your eggs in one basket, you go for it, all your goals. And, and hopefully, you know, you come out square in the end, (laughs) but yeah, that's, uh, for me, um, I hustle, I get obsessed with what I'm doing. I learn everything about it and then I, I just go for it. 
Yeah, that is awesome. I love I love that acronym. That's that's awesome. I'm going to use that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'll send it to you later. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe well, maybe we can roll out some merch, huh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, now, one thing that you mentioned, uh, you know, the the fall one course until successful, that is absolutely the truth. And, you know, there's a common phrase and lots of people that I talk to that want to Get into the on, uh, get into the entrepreneurship space. They're like, oh, I need to diversify, 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 and have seven sources of income because you know the average millionaire has seven sources of income. But what they don't understand is that average person focused on one thing until they were a millionaire, and then they had the money to spread it out over different avenues, different sources of income. So the focus acronym works perfectly with that. And I think that's exactly what you're trying to do as well. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say that is a lot of people diversify too soon and uh, you'll, you'll start sinking. You know, you really need to, you really need to become really knowledgeable and, and a huge professional of your business. And then, uh, and then you can start diversifying, but, but even for me, you know, I'm not even trying to diversify too much, you know, as far as getting more streams of income for myself, a lot of the guys on the forums and and the Facebook groups and stuff talk about how with Amazon, as we're trying to get new streams of income, um, our definition is just to get a new product of income. So for example, you know, I have one, one product right now, that's one stream of income. If I want seven more, (laughs) uh, that'll be separate streams within Amazon, but that's, that's how they, those guys have now defined streams of income is if you want to add another income stream, they'll, they'll add another product. And, and, uh, but it's, it's great. You know, you talked about, um, you know, you and I had talked about maybe myself starting a course or anything like that. I, I, I've dabbled, you know, I, I don't know everything too much about, um, I don't feel comfortable enough sharing, uh, <laughs> enough until I, I scale my store. And I, I think, uh, look out for a course in the future, I guess. But, um, for me, it's, it's going to be more about helping people. Uh, I may offer just free videos and then, you know, paid coaching or something like that, because I think there's a lot of BS out there. Um, you got to fight through to, to just, uh, see the light. So, you know, instead of just charging people for right out the gate, I'd probably give you free content. And then, then, uh, if you had further questions, I'd do co- coaching. So if anyone's interested, you know, look out for me in the next couple of years, I'm going to start growing an Instagram channel. Um, uh, just based upon, just, just based on FBA. Um, I, I have a personal Instagram, but I also started, uh, just Tommy Woot, uh, T O M M Y W O O T. I go by Woot cause it's just a lot easier, uh, than my last name. I've just got that nickname in high school stuck all the way through. So if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, just a shameless plug right there. That one's going to be about kind of, uh, my FBA journey. You can, you can watch it grow. And then, um, I share a lot of screenshots on there uh, of, of, uh, you know, the, the business and, and I don't have, I don't have any posts up right now, but a lot of people are looking at the stories. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the, the people are seeing the content. That's, that's, that's what matters, it. But as long as, as long as that's getting out there and then we'll start first find to, to TikTok or something, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I love the idea of, you know, putting the free videos out there. That's, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk model of, you know, just, give, 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 and then people will start wanting to reciprocate. And so that's, I think that's a great idea in terms of the course aspect of just start giving that information out and then 
uh, letting people see you as a source and as an expert in the field. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of free content out there. You know, like a lot of the stuff that I learned uh, to get started was all free. You know, I didn't even know how to start an LLC, to be honest. You know, I had to YouTube that, Google that, whatever. But um, a lot of people will, they ask people like myself or or others that are putting free content out there, well, aren't you afraid that someone's just going to come in and crush it? And uh, I say, yeah, well, I mean, 95% of people uh, will watch the video and not do anything about it, but the other 5% will. So uh, it's really it's just like any business and any entrepreneurial journey journey is people, everyone talks about it. Everybody has all this knowledge about it, but it's the 5% that are going to actually, you know, make that jump and start a business. And uh, a lot of people know a lot about everything, but they don't know enough to, to really just jump over and start their own business. And so uh, it's really just jumping that fear. A lot of people, a lot of people have, have fear and you just got to overcome that. And, uh, it took a long time for me. I mean, you and I talked about it for a long time. I talked about FBA in like 2016, 2017, uh, kind of brushed it off and it's always just been on the back of my, you know, and, uh, back of my mind. And then, you know, I just made the leap for it and I, it, it sounds really cliche, but it's the, I wish I would have done this sooner because, uh, you know, it's the risk that I wasn't willing to take. And, uh, it, it takes a lot of work, but a lot of people, you know, like I said, like any business, a lot of stuff is out there content wise. If you, if you YouTube it, Google it, whatever you want. Um, but it's, it's the 5% out of the 95 that are actually going to execute and go for it. Yeah. And it was about that time, uh, when you were first thinking of, you know, dabbling with FBA, that was the time that I was dabbling with the idea of coming out with a product and something that, uh, I originally thought was going to take six to eight weeks and took three years, but you know, you're, once you finally committed, it was what, probably a year process? Yeah, it was about a year. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. That's definitely not a get rich quick scheme for sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like to, I like to, uh, to let people know about that too. So if anybody's watching and listening, it's, uh, it's not about the Lamborghinis and the, in the big houses, man. It's a, it's a grind and it's, it's definitely just reinvesting and reinvesting until you grow to what you see as successful. You know, for me, uh, success for my business is, is enough to pay for my expenses. Um, first of all, and then kind of live financially free. And then at that point, um, we'll start getting into some some more materialistic things, but a lot of it for me, yeah, the, uh, a lot of people are, are after, you know, success is different to everybody. And and to me, it's, it's finding a source of income that'll, that'll handle my expenses to where the rest of the money is, is I can reinvest into something else. Yeah. And you know what, you're inspiring others too, because your girlfriend's now launching her own store, something she did all on her own, but uh, you know what, she's seeing you do it. So she's jumping into it too, which is awesome. Yeah, she is. Uh, I'm really proud of her. She's she found a lot of success, or she's been seeing a lot of success with the e-com space, and um, it's it's an interesting feeling to think, uh, you know, you can work one hour and make seventeen or eighteen dollars, or you can sell three or four products in twenty minutes and make twenty five dollars. You know, so uh, it's it's really doing the math and, and thinking, okay something doesn't line up here, you know, you're sitting at a desk, uh, you know, and you might be at a salary sitting at a desk making $28 an hour. But, uh, if you can sell three or four products and make that in 20 minutes, then, uh, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, like I said, you know, 
nine to five, you got to have it. You know, I, I, I'm not upset about it. Uh, I'm using it to, you should be using it to fuel uh, your business. And, and I think that that's the right mindset. Yeah, that's awesome. So I want to ask you one further question, but before we get to that point, you've already thrown out a couple of plugs there, but where's the best place for people to find more information about you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm all over Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram is Tommy Woot with two zeros, T-O-M-M-Y-W-0-0-T. Uh, the business Instagram that I'm doing for FBA will be Tommy Woot with two zeros or sorry, two O's, T-O-M-M-Y-W-O-O-T. Um, either way, if you put in Tommy Woot, either, either variation, <laughs> you'll find me. Uh, and then uh, also the, uh, if you're interested in some of the merch, uh, it's going to be steady broke. Uh, what is my Instagram for that one? Did I, am I, I'm steady not, dot not broke. that one right now. It's steady dot broke. I, I knew I had an issue getting, getting that, that handle, but anything else uh, I was able to get. So steadybroke.com, just super easy for that one. If you want to uh, follow that too, I'm going to, I'm going to be, like I said, um, probably if you, if you go there, you'll start seeing my journey as uh, when I was touring in a band and, or as a, as a technician and, and kind of working at a coffee shop and, and working my way through life. And then now you'll start to see a new line come out uh, that's more uh, entrepreneurial based and, I'll be launching that pretty soon. So look out for that. Yeah. Well, so I will want to be respectful of your time. So I'll ask you this one last question, personal or business. What is it that excites you about the future? Well, that's a hard one, man. Uh, Personal. Okay. That's a tough one. Let me get you this one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what excites me about business is, uh, I, I haven't stopped, uh, learning new things. And so, um, I will do like right now I'm, I'm heads down on e-com, but then I'm going to be heads down on real estate investing. So, uh, what excites me is, is really just finding the time to sit down and, and look at, look forward and see what's going to, what's going to come of all of this because, um, I've already accomplished so much, uh, just in the last couple of years that I feel like it's only up from here, you know, cause, I saw pictures the other day of, of where I was five years ago on Facebook. And it, it seems like just instant, you know, we're five years up, but so many things have happened. So what's going to happen five years from now? I don't know, but uh, my mindset's definitely changed and uh, it has changed for the last few years. And so, you know, it, for me, it's continuously learning, man. I'm, I'm excited to see where, where this all takes me in the next few years. And uh, I'm never, I've never stopped reading books. I read books every night and uh, I learn you know, a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of people like, uh, will sit down and, and watch YouTube videos and TikTok and stuff like that for hours. But I, I geek out on, on business stuff, man, <laughs> just trying to find, find ways to, uh, you know, cause it's always changing, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes in the next few years. And that's kind of what I'm looking for, what I'm excited about. Yeah. You can always look back and say, well, you know, what did you do during the pandemic? Well, I launched a business like that's, that's definitely something you can look back on and be proud of. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that because, you know, a lot of people were kind of down and I agree. It's not, it's not a a light situation to take, but um, it's what you do in that time, you know, where we, a lot of people got the biggest break they could from work or, or whatever, you know, it wasn't the best, best way to (laughs) to have a break, but it gave you like, for me, it gave me time to kind of clear out and and figure out what I really wanted to do. um, Like how I was going to launch everything. And and, uh, I spent a lot of that time, I woke up earlier than I did for work uh, those times and, and started working on the business and, and drafting up, you know, what my next step was going to be. So uh, it's really what you make of the situation. And that was the biggest test ever. Um, I mean, when was the last time we went through a global ban- pandemic like that? So it's really uh, 
who's going to come out of it, you know, and, and who's going to, who's going to come out accomplished and with new goals in mind. And, uh, I'm definitely proud of myself for that. So I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, leave you with that one. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Tommy. I really appreciate your time and you know what? It's always great to talk with you and it's great to talk more about business and dive into that. That's, that's always something that's exciting. So I appreciate this excuse to record a podcast so we <laughs> have that opportunity. But, uh, you know, I know I've gotten a ton of value out of this. So I know my audience has gotten a ton of value out of this. So I encourage you all to get out there and hustle the day. <laughs>